Namaste. Good evening to all the participants and uh, Easy Ayurveda family. Welcome to Easy Ayurveda Gurukula episode uh, 27. So today, uh, Dr. Harishankar MS is uh, with us to present a very unique and interesting uh, topic, uh, friends. Maybe really unique uh, for many of us and a new topic as well. So on behalf of uh, all the participants and our Easy Ayurveda family, may I take the privilege of cordially welcoming uh, Dr. Harishankar to Easy Ayurveda Gurukula platform. Namaste and welcome, Harishankar. Sir. So before uh, uh, letting our uh, the dais to Dr. Harishankar for his uh, presentation on an interesting topic, as I already said, uh, may I introduce him in brief. So completed uh, his undergraduation and also both post-graduation from SDM College of Ayurveda, Asan. So very good academician and uh, practitioner, Dr. Harishankar is. So has guided many yoga and meditation uh, sessions, very important and integral part of uh, his branch, Sustarutta. And uh, as we know, uh, very popular uh, worldwide yoga and meditation sessions. Uh, people love to be a part of that. And uh, Dr. Harishankar is a very good teacher of yoga and meditation as well. Conducted pilot studies from nutraceuticals to parenteral route, Brahmanabhasti in Karshya. So has expertise in diet advice and also customizing the Panchakarma protocols for uh, different uh, diseases and uh, is a very good organizer of events. Uh, Dr. Harishankar published uh, uh, many uh, of his works in scientific journals and in the form of articles. The important ones being Yavasaktu uh, with Takra as Patya in Madhumeha, a review. And 11 things Ayurveda recommends for uh, better diet and lifestyle. Sir also has presented uh, many papers and posters. Uh, Dr. Harishankar previously worked at uh, SDMTS Ayurveda Medical College, Kerdal in Karnataka, so India. And uh, also Reverse Age Health Services Private Limited, uh, New Delhi. ALN Rao Ayurveda Medical College, Kupa. Uh, so currently serving as uh, assistant professor, Department of Swastarutta in the prestigious uh, Paral Institute of Ayurveda, Paral University, Gujarat. So today, Dr. Harishankar uh, will be presenting on the topic an introduction to Pancha Kosha Siddhanta. So may I now invite uh, Dr. Harishankar for his presentation and uh, hand over the dais to him. Dr. Harishankar, it's all over to you. Welcome, everyone. So today, I'll be discussing on a topic that is Panchakosha theory. So the Panchakosha theory is actually a very vast information. So what I will try to do is I'll try to concise it and I'll try to explain it as much as, as possible. And I hope everyone will understand. So before starting in Ayurveda, we all know that it is not just the disease that we need to be treated, right? So basically, we treat as a whole person, not just a disease. So for the better treatment of a disease, the knowledge regarding the Panchakosha is very much important. Let's start with the topic, Panchakosha theory and introduction. Moving on to the slides. So basically, the Panchakoshas are Annamaya Kosha, Pranamaya Kosha, Manomaya Kosha, Vijnanamaya Kosha and Anandamaya Kosha. So as an introduction, we all know yoga is an ancient Indian science and a way of life which brings about relaxation and also induces a balanced mental state. Yoga practices intent act at physical, emotional, intellectual and even at the spiritual level. This yoga program 
is derived from the principles in the ancient texts like Patanjali's Yoga Sutra and Taitariya Upanishad, which emphasize that yoga should promote health at all levels. So as we all know that yoga is not just a asanas or pranayama, it is basically a way of lifestyle. So basically yoga includes eight, eight parts, that is Ashtanga Yoga, they are Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana and Samadhi. So when we study yoga, it is also important to know all these eight parts also. So according to Vedanta philosophy, there are basically three frames or types of body enveloping the soul. And it consists of five in interpenetrating and interdependent sheep. They are nothing but the five panchakoshas that I have mentioned before. These sheets form the basic anatomy of the body as per yoga philosophy. So you all know that as per modern science, we know human anatomy, human physiology, right? So as per Ayurveda, we will be dealing with Rajana Sharida or Kriya Sharida. So in when it comes to yoga philosophy, it is more of a holistic approach. So here we'll be dealing with the Atma and its coverings. So these sheets or coverings are nothing but the Panchakoshas. Moving on the three Sharidas. So first is the Stula Sharida, the gross frame or anatomical sheet. Next is the Sukshma Sharida. The subtle frame or consisting of the physiological, psychological and intellectual sheath. Third is the Karana Sharira, which is the causal frame that is also called as the spiritual seat. So basically in yoga philosophy, the whole body is divided into three. The first is the Stula Sharira, that is the gross, gross part that we can feel. So, for an example, skeleton, muscles, etc. So, next is the second sharira is the sukshma sharira, which is more of a subtle framework. So, here it comes the, we can say, it is more of the anatom uh, at uh, cellular level of approach. And third is the karana sharira or the causal body. So, karana sharira is mainly the reason. What is a why we have to live? That is called as that is can that can be called as a karana. So why we have to live? So basically, karana sharira can be understood as the seed for living or death. So from karana sharira, we can say stula and sukshma sharira, of course. And when dies, karana sharira remain and there where there uh, we say the atma persists more mostly in the karana sharira the thing is the karana sharira is eternal so these for an example i have just shown a picture of the gross body sukshma uh, gross body or stula sharira sukshma sharira and the karana sharira karana sharira here i have mentioned like heart it's not the heart it's about the manas and the atma so it is kind of a, like a seed which go, which can grow to Stula and Sushma Sharira. So, yes, moving to the title of today's talk, Panchakosha. 
so these are the five interconnecting sheets they are once again annamaya kosha pranamaya kosha manomaya kosha vijnanamaya kosha and anandamaya kosha this annamaya kosha is again it is a physical body pranamaya kosha can be understood as energy body manomaya kosha can be understood as mind body and vijnanamaya kosha is wisdom body and finally anandamaya kosha is the bliss body so what is a kosha so from the beginning i am saying five sheets five koshas so what is this kosha kosha is nothing but kosha is referred as a sheath one of the five covering of the atma or self according to vedantic so according to kosha system in yogic philosophy the nature of being human encompasses physical and psychological aspect that function as one holistic system the kosha system refers to these different aspect as layers of sub subjective experience layers range from dense physical body and more subtle level of emotions mind and spirit atma is wrapped inside the panchakosha so again we can say kosha is just a covering covering for what covering the atma so as i said the whole body can be understood into three sharira that is tula sushma and karana so these tula sushma and karana constitute an interlinking sheet or interlinking layer that is the five koshas or five layers which covers the atma okay so that so what i have what here i want to mention here is so atma is actually a eternal thing we can't cover the atma atma is not just we can't cover or protect with these five layers more to understand more will at the end of this session you may come to a conclusion or you may understand why we can't just cover next is we'll move on to the understanding of the panja koshas so first is the annamaya kosha so before going to the panja kosha which before going to in detail with each koshas i i would like to mention here how this panja kosha reference come into so this panja kosha theory was first explained in the taitreya upanishad so where taitreya upanishad is a conversation between a father and a son where the father is the varuna and son is the bhrigu here the conversation is starts like son will be having many doubts how our students or our small children as many questions to us like that in the same way even bhrigu asked a question to varuna that is what exactly is universe for that varuna have told that you do one thing you go to a quiet place and do tapas once you succeed the tapas you will get the answer so after many years riku came with an answer that is the universe is made of anna so hearing this father or the varuna said that you are right uh, anna is also a prime factor in the formation of a universe but it is not just the one at least you have find out the first principle of how this universe is formed so that is anna so annamaya kosha also have a anna right 
So Annamaya Kosha is basically of two words, Anna and Kosha. So Anna means foot and Kosha means sheath. So Annamaya Kosha in the Panja Kosha, it is the first layer and the outermost layer of the Kosha. It is called as the sheath of foot. This is a gross physical body. Annamaya Kosha is a matter in the form of physical body sustained by the intake of food. We all know that for every human being, food is very much needed, right? For sustaining of the life for all living beings, food is a necessary part. In Annamaya Kosha, it includes five Jnanendriya and five Karmendriya. This sheath has the most dense and slow vibrational frequency. This body cannot exist without the contact of the other koshas. The personality of the individual that is physics as well as the trait depend on the condition of Annamaya Kosha. The physics in the next birth is decided by the state of Annamaya Kosha of earlier births. Annamaya Kosha is a materialistic realization. Through this layer, man identifies himself with a mass of skin, flesh, fat, bones and the filth. This is considered as a cage of flesh and blood in terms of spiritual world, includes the digestive system of the body, and it can be purif purification, refinement, and development of Annamaya Kosha is possible through the method of Upavasa, Yoga, Asana, Tattva Shuddhi, and Tavas. So, as I told, Annamaya Kosha, which is nourished with the help of Anna, with the food. So, here we have mentioned the Yoga Asanas. Upavasas, etc., because yoga asanas and upavasas makes the body light, and the whole visible part of the body consists of the Annamaya Kosha. That is why we have mentioned yoga asana as a purification and refinement and development of the Annamaya Kosha. So, moving on to the second Kosha, it is the Pranamaya Kosha. Pranamaya Kosha is the sheath composed of prana the vital principle or the force that holds together the body and the mind. It is physical manifestation is breath. As long as the vital principle exists in the organism, life continues. Everything in the body moves only with the help of Vada. Same in Ayurveda also, we know the, how important Vada is. So, Prana is also among the Pancha Vada. So, and what and all things which is moving can be constituted under the Pranamaya Kosha. Its physical manifestation, we can say it is the breath. So, yogic literature mentions the presence of more than 72,000 pathways along which the prana moves in the body. These pathways are nothing but nadis and interconnect the energetic centers of chakras in the body. Even though the form of this sheath is subtle, it is very similar to the form of the physical body. Three, three of the important nadis are Ida, Singhala and Sushumna. Sushumna is the most important because Kundalini passes through this nadi. So all these structures are constituted with the energy of prana. So this pranamaya kosha also includes respiratory, circulatory, nervous, endocrine, expiratory and genital system. Pranamaya kosha can be developed or can be restrained or by pranamaya kosha, acupuncture, reiki and magnetotherapy. Moving on to the next kosha, that is the manomaya kosha. Manomaya means it one which is composed of manas or mind. The mind along with the five sensory organs that is taste, smell, vision, hearing, touch. These sen sensations can be understood with the help of the manomaya kosha. This is also understood as the mind sheath. 
the manomaya kosha is the mental faculty that receives all the sensory inputs interprets them as good or bad and decides the good so this is an aspect where the mind carries its wide range of functions like perception ego lust love hate jealousy respect anger memory and all sorts of emotion so here in manomaya kosha it is also it consists of the five as i said it consists of the five sensory organs or jnana indriyas and what it it uh, helps to perceive the senses but the thing is it doesn't know how to differentiate between good and bad so it interprets them as good or bad but the thing is manomaya kosha always want to desire more so it desires only the good things it is also the seat of one's pleasure pain and diversity it belongs to the sukshma shakti manomaya kosha is a person's mental and emotional library a subtle layer of one's existence hence the statement you are what you think you are many modalities of treatment like aroma music color etc works in this kosha so here what we have to understand is it is regarding the mind where the mind situated we can say it is in the manomaya kosha so here what we uh, on what we actually want so we want to be happy right we want to be in a pleasant atmosphere or in a pleasant or pleasant way of thinking right so all these are interlinked with the manas so that is why the modalities of treatment like aromatherapy aroma means scent, uh, good uh, sense or good smell good music good color all this helps to calm our mind thereby it promotes this kosha so this is an image which differentiate between the brain and the mind so there is we can, uh, there is many sayings that mind or how we uh, think is mainly of brain right the uh, actual site of this manas is actually a question so manas as i said before it will always desire for good things it will it will be always having a infatuation towards the good things when whereas the brain it always think first which is good and which is bad so next when i said about the brain next is the vijnanamaya kosha brain and vijnanamaya kosha we can correlate because vijnanamaya kosha means which is a sheath which is composed of vijnana or intellect the faculty which discriminates determinants and wills it is the sheath composed of more intellection associated with the organs of perception so that is the main difference so here vijnanamaya kosha with the help of the knowledge we will discriminate which is good and which is bad and we will select which is good for our living okay for an example we know ice cream is good and we also not uh, like to have ice creams daily so and we also know that if we eat ice creams in a daily basis you will get hooked so what vijnanamaya kosha does is vijnanamaya inter interprets in this and it will make that stop eating ice creams daily so vijnanamaya kosha knows that if we eat ice cream in a daily basis then we will get the disease so that is why this discrimination comes 
between the vijnanamaya kosha and manomaya kosha when we think of eating ice creams in a daily basis that is the manomaya kosha's interpretation and when we stop eating ice cream because we know that when we eat ice cream in a daily basis the, that difference is called that difference is because of the vijnanamaya kosha so when one closes the eyes and relaxes during meditation the functioning of manomaya kosha becomes minimum the vijnanamaya kosha comes in the front and gets active in the final stage of meditation the intellect becomes stable and mind becomes still and this is considered as samadhi in yoga meditation when used as a therapeutic tool works in the vijnanamaya kosha so when we for understanding this once again i have to take this uh, knowledge about the yoga basically yoga is of eight parts starting from the yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana and samadhi so let's take the second half pratyahara dharana dhyana and samadhi what pratyahara does it it is pratyahara is nothing but the withdrawal of senses from a object and dharana is controlling this to a more time dhyana is when we control or concentrate all these senses to a single point that is dhyana and that is nothing but the meditation here we are controlling all our senses to a single point and that is why in the final stage of meditation the, our intellect becomes stable and mind becomes still and helps to attain the samadhi and one more thing is these pancha koshas are in, in among the pancha kosha this kosha or this vijnanamaya kosha makes human differ from the that of the animals because humans have the ability to think and another example to understand uh, vijnanamaya kosha is you own a nice house a car a good family and you are happy in a your small world all this will remain forever and obsessing on them is an illusion so understanding that all this is temporarily mind and what to actually focus on and obsess on in life is reality that is vijnana having the understanding of what is actually right and wrong is reality thinking that everything which is surrounded among yourself is permanent that that knowledge is not correct so understanding that everything around you is temporary and living with a life in a reality is called as vijnana or knowledge so this knowledge or this comes with the understanding of the vijnanamaya kosha so next is the anandamaya kosha it is the innermost kosha which is in close proximity with the soul in advaita vedanta the anandamaya kosha is the innermost of the five koshas four sheets that covers the atma it constitutes the karana sharira as i said karana sharira it is a eternal thing so it does not get destroyed in the same way anandamaya kosha is the last covering of the atma it is the sheath of joy experience of being aware of oneself and it is felt by the sadhaka when he wakes after a deep refreshing sleep and when he is totally absorbed in the object of his meditation so sadhaka means 
the students when one can experience the anadamaya kosha is when a person wakes up after a deep sleep so then our state of mind will be relaxed or we will be happy all this happy feeling and relaxed feeling is the factors of anandamaya kosha so that is how we can understand the anandamaya kosha so ananda means what ananda means happy so we you have to be this sheet basically says that the happiness or such sort of emotions comes under this sheet this kosha is a reflection of three divine qualities of soul or manas namely tat chit and ananda that means that it believes in the truthfulness and its eternalness chitta means that it is alive and conscious and can therefore interact with the various situation in appropriate way ananda it is ever joyful or full of pleasure in itself and it does not need any outside stimulus to be cheered so these are the three emotions or three defined qualities of atma that is sat chitta and ananda so these are the panja koshas now i'll give an example how this panja kosha works so moving on to an overview in this in the process of singing name of a god there are various stages or center of activity so firstly there is a voluntary movement of the tongue which is a part of annamaya kosha if we say oh so we have to pronounce it right so for pronunciation tongue is very much important the tongue have to voluntary move when we have to think right like i want to chant om so tongue will automatically or voluntary move and pronounce that word so for that tongue is a part of annamaya kosha and this is powered by the life force called annamaya kosha said in an explanation of pranamaya kosha everything which can be related to pranamaya kosha so for moving of the tongue or giving energy or giving energy supply to the tongue pranamaya kosha is important but there has to be a wish for the movement of tongue which is the form of manomaya kosha so first simply we can just uh, chant om right for that we have to have a determination right so that for that manomaya kosha is important then there has to be a doer or karta who is ready to chant for chant the omkara so or any god's name that is vijnanamaya kosha the name of the god has to be uttered with deep love respect dedication then it becomes a joyful experience of happiness that comes from the anandamaya kosha like if we close our eyes and after taking a deep breath if we say om after finishing of that om we'll have a relaxation or we'll have a moment of happiness so that comes from the anandamaya kosha this is just a introduction of panchamaya pancha koshas now let's see the what are the applicability of pancha kosha annamaya kosha through the sheet the fruit taken in our body gets absorbed and assimilated when the person takes hida ahara it helps in the development of an individual whenever a person consumes ahida ahara then the annamaya kosha gets vitiated this leads to the impairment of agni and causes diseases
here hita ahara is food which is good for our health and ahita ahara is are foods which are not good for our health so next is the pranamaya kosha pranamaya kosha this sheet is identified with the breathing by this prana and the body are body and mind are held together the correction of this can be done by the practicing of pranayama one who follows proper rhythmic pattern of slow deep breathing will strengthen the respiratory system soothe the nervous system reducing the craving and when desires and craving diminishes then the mind is free and becomes a vehicle of concentration this way this is i just try to interpret how a proper inhalation or proper or sukha pranayama have to be done so next is the manomaya kosha so every person would have had been under some kind of stress in their daily life when the person is unable to withstand the stress then the function of mind are hampered in order to maintain the calmness of the mind even in stressful conditions there are certain therapies like aromatherapy music therapy pleasant clothing meditation etc which soothe relax and thereby help in good thought processing so the main factor is our mind should be calm we only uh, with a calm mind will have a sound health so next is the vijnanamaya kosha this kosha can exists in the connection with manas and panchendriya when a person develops intellect he is able to make out what is wrong and what is right so this kosha can be correlated corrected by means of meditation to relax the mind which has a role in the vijnanamaya kosha and also psychotherapy or counseling is helpful in correcting this kosha dharana dhyana plays a major role in vijnanamaya kosha as i said before when one person is in dharana dharana means extending the concentration towards a point dhyana is trying to dive in that way of meditation or i can say as it's a way of meditation so i have interpreted the image of a brain in you know, for detecting the vijnanamaya kosha so there is coordination perception planning control generation thinking sense memory emotions attention so all these are nothing but the attributes of vijnanamaya kosha last is the anandamaya kosha this is the kosha which is active when the person is happy and cheerful all those good deeds which make a person happy can be done to correct the vitiation of this dosha here concept of santosha can be brought into discussion santosha is the contentment that has to be cultivated vairagya and abhyasa are the major tools in anandamaya kosha vairagya is rewarding of the things which are bad and abhyasa is practice so let's move on to the conclusion the ultimate goal of human life is come out of the annamaya kosha and remain in vijnanamaya kosha and in the for the most of the times and progressively moves into the anandamaya kosha that is the state of blissful and finally comes out of all the bindings to attain moksha so that is why in the beginning i have said that it is very difficult to understand that atma is covered by the five layers right at the finally what the atma does is 
it always come uh, try to comes out of the body to attain moksha so for getting this moksha easy for understanding the concept of moksha easy the knowledge of panchakoshas can help thank you thank you uh, dr harishankar for uh, a wonderful topic and uh, the presentation of such uh, such a topic which is also rare for most of us unique for one of us right, right at the beginning itself i said and to understand these things is a difficult concept because it involves spirituality a lot of spirituality with this and uh, when we go layer by layer so like we we feel there is there is a connection and the very interesting part of this uh, presentation or this topic panchakosha is we feel there is a connection but how why where when are these koshas located are these imaginary planes or the sheets or the shells as you said how things are operating at anatomical physiological uh, spiritual as you said intellectual psychological and various levels the way you uh, classified them into stula sukshma and also karana sharira and then took us into the tour of uh, panchakoshas how these panchakoshas are assembled and uh, what is the importance of each kosha what are they made up of how they are interrelated uh, at the beginning of your introduction itself you said there is a crossover or uh, each layer is uh, deeply connected interwoven with each other how they are uh, interconnected and uh, finally what are the implications how do we understand them how do we work over them uh, so that's a wonderful uh, presentation uh, uh, dr hari so, so thanks uh, for your wonderful uh, uh, presentation uh one question uh, dr harishankar are are these uh, imaginary sheets okay except the physical body you said uh, which belongs to annamaya kosha which also uh, has the indriyas in it the nan indriyas and karma indriyas indriyas are also again connected to the more subtle layers or the sheets yes are the pranamaya manomaya vijnanamaya anandamaya sheets are these sheets uh, more over imaginary planes which are documented on the basis of a uh, basis of basic intelligence how we scan a human body mind soul intellect senses all those interconnections to understand that has it been uh, a part of the spiritual science or how do we understand this from a modern perspective how easy is it to convince being a yoga teacher uh, for anybody how easy is it or how tough is it to convince that there are these koshas and question number 2 not making it longer has anybody experienced the energy levels at these koshas so uh, moving on to the first question so understanding these level these layers is very difficult so that is why in case of when i said the pranamaya kosha it is uh, pranamaya kosha we can say it is more of a energy moving so we can only understand it as the like in breathing or the in, the, in case of circulation or in case of uh, nerve stimulus so that can be that ca- that is the only way we can understand so this is said pranamaya kosha so that is what is my understanding uh, same for the vijnanamaya kosha vijnanamaya kosha is it is the d or intellect so once a person gets that d or kind of intellect to 
differentiate which is right and which is wrong. So there we can see the presence of the Vijnana Kosha. And in case of the Manomaya Kosha, as I said, all the things are related with the manas or mind. So moving in that way, the um, health of mind is also very important. Mental health. In that aspect, we can understand Manomaya Kosha. Uh, well, uh, that makes uh, sense, uh, Dr. Hari. Uh, the question number two was, uh, uh, have you guided people to uh, like work on these energies in your clinical practice? Number one, uh, have you personally experienced uh, being a yoga teacher and also from Sastruta uh, department? That, uh, what, what do they really mean for you? and? Uh, I would try to explore in your deep self about these koshas, number uh, two. And uh, have you seen the impact in yourself or your clients working on these particular koshas? Like, see, uh, there is a uh, psychiatric condition, there is a mind condition which is very difficult to treat. There are so many uh, conditions. We take Unmada Chikitsa, Apasmara Chikitsa, which has been explained in Theraka, Sushruta, or Vagbata, or Atatva Vinivation Chikitsa, or Manohasvatra Dushti Chikitsa. We implement so many uh, theories, and in spite of that, when we don't get uh, uh, results, do you feel that uh, that is a point where we need to explore these koshas and see if there are deep stains on these uh, koshas? And counseling becomes a very important part here, where you can guide that uh, these. Uh, because a person who is mentally disturbed uh, might not uh, accept uh, or do, may, might not have patience to sit and hear or listen patiently to these uh, uh, theories of uh, the koshas and how to work on them. How challenging scenario is this? Uh, I'll make it short. So your experience with the koshas, number one, and your experience of koshas as a yoga practitioner on your clients, number two. and uh, so working out on them, how it has been challenging the fact. So uh, as we say in Ayurveda, so Ayurveda is most of a, mostly a holistic science. Right? So in a, when we go through a holistic way of approach, the understanding of Panchakosha will help more to understand in which layer or which aspect the disease is occurred. So in case, for an example, if an asthma patient comes to you, comes to us, then the uh, we know that there is a problem with the breathing or they'll be having a problem with the normal breathing so for understanding that when if we know panchakosha and when uh, this can be correlated with the pranamaya kosha so we can correct the pranamaya kosha pranamaya kosha as i said before it can be uh, trained or it can be corrected with the help of the pranayama Again, in pranayama, is a main thing, or it's a breathing exercise, or more of a breathing style, which helps or which can cure most of the asthmas. And it is said that when the pranayamas are done in a proper way, it can cure most of the diseases. So that is what I have understood with this pranamaya kosha interpretation. Thank you there, uh, Dr. Hari. We have a few questions here. Yes. Uh, just before that, whatever you explained, a slight clarification. If a patient of a uh, respiratory ailment, like asthma or something, bronchitis, uh, uh, example, has come to the clinic of uh, a physician who may or may not be a Sustaruta expert or a yoga expert, uh, 
uh, do you feel as an ayurvedic doctor uh, the approach should be biphasic like i treat the patient on the basis of treating a kasa shwasa or eczema i'll follow the strategy and try to uh, treat that particular patient at the same time uh, the pranamaya kosha needs to be healed the annamaya kosha needs to be healed the dietetic pattern corrections and also the breathing techniques and also the pranayama the yogas all those things uh, should be advised so a combination of both these things like a kai chikitsa approach through kasa shwasa chikitsa etc and also through the shodhana etc prakriyas whatever we are doing and understand also understand yeah, the holistic yes understanding the holistic if we approach uh, from multi dimensional ways do uh, is, is it what you exactly wanted to tell like when we add holistic holistic approach to the yes. classical treatment it will give more good results yes yes thank you thank exactly. you so, so much uh, yeah swapna ji before taking uh, the questions uh, swapna ji has uh, raised hands can we go ahead and uh, uh, you can have a talk with the dr harishankar so i do want to understand what is abhyasa and vairagya abhyasa uh, it's like a it, it's there is a sutra right abhyasa vairagya bim tannirodha so to to stop the vrittis uh patanjali says we can have abhyasa and vairagya abhyasa which is the practice uh whatever mental modifications are there so uh, we have to st uh, study the mind and stop it with the practice but vairagya uh, it's drishtanasravika vishayavitrishnasya vashikara sangna vairagyam so consciousness of self mastery so this is where i want to understand what is the mastery over there to stop the vrittis that means we have to be totally detached with the world or whatever we have seen the world like a double arrowed attention right like uh, we see the world but still we to uh, we be to ourselves so is that the way uh, we be in the world but we be detached or we constantly go like tasvachaka pranavaha tajapastadatta bhavanam like we have to be constantly to ourselves and do the um, pranava with the bhavartha means uh, being in that uh, meaningfulness uh, so whether we be outside and even though we be outside of uh, external world we be in we internalize ourselves or we just totally do vairagya which is like we stop all the cravings and whatever objects are seen and heard like in the sutra says could you please clarify so in anandamaya kosha so in the anandamaya kosha for the betterment we have explained that vairagya and abhyasa so here basically the vairagya means detachment or dispassion so when there is a detachment from the in out uh, from the outside or desire then we will get a clarity in the mind and there will be happiness in the mind so that is what in general or in short what is vairagya can be understood in another language and by abhyasa it is the practice of the same detaching yourself and concentrating on what is happy that abhyasa can also improve the anandamaya kosha that is in simple and short we can understand so we'll take up uh, a few questions uh, dr hari from uh, the question box uh, anjana bargavaji uh, bargavaji asks when you say that physics uh, depends upon anandamaya kosha of earlier births 
could you please clarify this and give an example if possible Harisa? so, uh, yeah. so uh, in the philosophy of yoga it is said that the annamaya kosha remains the framework for the next birth so that is the uh, there is a, always a part of karna sharira in all the three all the other two shariras also even though annamaya kosha is a Sula Sharira, there is also a part of Karna Sharira. That is the part which is transferred to the further general, further life. So that is what my understanding. You mean to tell uh, uh, Dr. Hari that uh, it's the Annamaya Kosha which uh, is carried over uh, for the next birth and the other Koshas uh, uh, will not be? So uh, as Annamaya Kosha refers, so it is the framework, it is most of the gross body. So how the body should be, will be decided with the Annamaya Kosha. We say uh, when the chromosomes of the uh, chromosomes decide whether it is a man or it is a male or female, in the same way, Annamaya Kosha uh, will help in deciding how the next life will be. Okay, so understood there. Uh, again, difficult concepts <laughs> to understand here, uh, uh, deep philosophical, uh, philosophical concepts. Uh, again, uh, the question question remains, uh, Dr. Hari, a small clarification if you can give. The physical body of an individual in this uh, Janma or this birth depends on uh, the Annamaya Kosha of uh, the previous birth. Okay. Uh, does it mean to tell that in this Janma or in this birth, uh, I have uh, the Annamaya Kosha from my previous birth, but the other Koshas will be uh, independent of that? Yes, with the Anna, with the food itself, that helps in the growing the other koshas so basically my kosha will remains and the remaining koshas will be according to that of the annamaya kosha but those koshas need not uh, be may not be the same as that of the previous as that of the previous plus okay so that's the clarification and uh Reddy, madam has a question here the order in which you talked about the sheets the same interviewing the anandamaya kosha seems to be far removed from the body and uh, mind uh, can you explain this uh, basically when we explain the pancha koshas it is a, like a concentrated circles the outside part to outside to inwards if we considered as a core it's like the core is the atma and the remaining is the pancha kosha the covering is the pancha kosha so it is from outside to inwards so outside is the annamaya kosha second layer is the pranamaya kosha Thirdly comes the Manomaya Kosha, fourth comes the Vijnanamaya Kosha, and fifth comes the Anadamaya Kosha, which is really in close contact with the Atma. Yeah, the chronological order uh, of the Koshas has Dr. Harishankar uh, uh, explained. So I would like to repeat. Uh, so there is, uh, it is, it, it should be read from outwards to inwards. So like uh, the Anandamaya Kosha is the outermost, and the Anandamaya Kosha is the innermost. And the Anandamaya Kosha is the closest one to the Atma, covering the Atma. And the other layers are uh, outer to those things. And the outest, uh, that is uh, the outermost uh, being the Anandamaya Kosha. Wasn't ready, madam? Got it, sir. Thank you very much. Because I was thinking that the sheath should be, whatever corresponds to Anandamaya Kosha should be closer to the body. But it looks like there is more subtle, uh, what should I say, arrangement and the closest 
the innermost being atma thank you very much for the explanation thank you madam thank you dr shankar i think uh, that uh, is the question we have anjana bargavaji's uh, question one more when we want to fix annamaya kosha can we do that starting with vignanamaya kosha and then working respectively with other kosha uh, i think uh, it's a similar question so if you want to fix if you want to treat uh, annamaya kosha or some problems arising there can we start working from vignanamaya kosha and uh, go outwards i think uh, that is the basic uh, uh, idea of the question yes here the vignanam as i said annamaya kosha is a, as it is the outermost layer it is not just we have to treat only the annamaya kosha so the understanding of vignanamaya kosha and anandam annamaya kosha is entirely different so all the things which uh, which includes the body or or uh, or it is a gross part of the body can be understood in the annamaya kosha and vijnanamaya kosha basically constitute the knowledge so first of all we have knowledge to treat or to understand there is a problem in the annamaya kosha the thing is all these layers are interconnected so uh, so understanding this thing is also very important Okay, first understand what's the problem in uh, anamaya kosha and then we can uh, work it outwards and try to rectify the anamaya kosha so you that should be understand what is the problem only the only when the vijnana moya kosha is proper is proper so that right. is so that the, is the correlation between so that is the point where we uh, take uh, right decisions and uh, come up with a proper plan is it uh, dr harishankar yes, yes. Yeah, next question of Anjana Bhargavaj is, uh, I think it is answered uh, again with that question, especially when somebody is suffering with Anamaya Kosha. So as uh, Dr. Harishankar has been telling that these are the interwoven and interconnected chains, like uh, all Koshas are connected with each other. So working on one will definitely have an impact on the other. So coming to Vikramji's question, my understanding of Vignanamaya Kosha is that it is made up of two words. Visheshagyan or special knowledge of the body, and it is uh, a non-physical dimension. Uh, your thoughts on this, uh, Dr. Hari? Vignana Maya Kosha is Vigyan, so that is uh, Visheshagnana or special knowledge of the body, and it is a non-physical dimension. Yes, yes. Actually, uh, when I said about the Vignana Maya Kosha, I have explained it. So Vignana Maya Kosha is more of a intellectual base of, and it is most of a karma sharida kind of understanding so yes it is it is about the knowledge it is that way thank you uh, i think it arises when one has access to chitta or the portion of uh, the mind unsullied by the past uh, memory so i think that's the basic thing uh, what dr harishankar uh, wanted to address and uh, lakshmi shri ramji vikramji uh, if uh, you want to give more clarity to your question you can uh, interact with dr harishankar lakshmi shri ramji no desire then how there is a detachment okay how there is detachment in a person uh, where there is no desire harishankar uh, dr harishankar interesting question so desire in the sense desire for the uh, worldly mons like worldly uh, like a worldly what i have uh, no the question is uh, if if there are desires we think about de detachment if a person doesn't have desires so what about such people so desire yeah desire is mostly a laughing ka sugar so detaching from that is what i mean mentioned okay 
So, okay. So when there is attachment, we speak about uh, the detachment. So that's uh, right one. So coming to the end of this particular session, uh, one more question uh, before we end the session, Dr. Rajinkar. Yes. Working on these uh, different koshas, is it uh, uniphasic? Like you said, the koshas should be understood from outer uh, side to inner side. So like uh, starting from the Annamaya to the Anandamaya kosha. What would there be a fixed pattern of working on these uh, koshas? Like, as you said, working on one kosha might not help. If we need, need to reach uh, the deeper koshas, we need to work and assemble the other koshas also. Working from Annamaya kosha to Anandamaya kosha is uh, the right approach, or does it have a unidirection? Or the other way is also to work from Anandamaya kosha towards Annamaya kosha. And there was a beautiful question whether we can start from Vignanamaya kosha, you have already answered. Or uh, depending on what a problem set given person is having at different level, we should choose the route from inner to outward or outer to inward. So both methods can be followed depending on uh, the situation or the conditions in, from which uh, a particular person is suffering from. How do you put it? So this Panchakosha is basically a just an understanding. So First, understanding which part of the body or which area you're having a problem. Understanding that and try to incorporate this Panchakosha knowledge so that uh, we can come to a really good conclusion. Or, or we can uh, interpret in a, that way also. Okay, thank you there, uh, Dr. Hari. Uh, Anandamaya Kosha was an interesting part of <laughs> all the, the Koshas. All Koshas are, uh, have some depth deep characteristic features in them which explain themselves anandamaya kosha how is it to be say uh, happiness is sometimes not the bliss to reach to that particular uh, uh, point uh, as already we said when there is uh, no attachment how detachment there was a, a question from uh, lakshmi shridamji uh, the question is uh, how how easy easily available is the happiness that eternal happiness or the bliss what we can call it as Almost like uh, I'm not attached to many things, so I'm really happy. I'm at the point of bliss. So how how, how does a person go to this particular point? And uh, living in a modern day, is it really important that uh, one focuses on that? So people might think, okay, this is one life, one chance we get. Let us enjoy. So people have different definitions of happiness and bliss. Okay, I'll enjoy every part of my life. Chotis is in the key. Small life one time life i'll enjoy everything so is that a bliss or uh, getting detached is a bliss so there may be different uh, uh, definitions what's the balance here so uh, for anandamaya kosha in a simple way if you want to understand so while i'm explaining in the anandamaya kosha i have given you an example right so when we say omkara so when we do a proper omkara at the end of the omkara, we, we feel happy. So that is a way of anandamaya kosha. Another one more example I can give you is when we show an ice cream to a child, we see a smile in her face. That smile is ananda. That smile can be incorporated with the anandamaya kosha. Thank you, Dr. Hari. So for uh, your, your replies to the questions are also uh, to the point more meaningful and uh, so that's uh, that's really interesting. Uh, so this topic is very interesting. Each kosha can be discussed for a uh, almost a day. So I would like to extend my heartfelt uh, thanks to Dr. Harishankar for a wonderful presentation. You, and uh, 
yeah, on behalf of Easy Ayurveda and on behalf of our uh, wonderful Easy Ayurveda family, this has been an enlightening session and also an, uh, a session which uh, throws light on so many uh, other factors than what we physically treat an individual at our clinics. Uh, the knowledge of this should be uh, at the point of thoroughness for uh, an Ayurveda practitioner or whoever. So the physical, mental, uh, and the spiritual planes, everything shall be attended uh, in a comprehensive way. So that is where we not only give relief, cure, but also we can uh, uh, create a pathway of giving that bliss, what a person is searching for. Bliss can come in different forms. If we can help certain people who are searching for that uh, and be a part of their journey and help them explore the point of bliss by healing these uh, uh, different koshas, that will be uh, wonderful. So there are yet four connections, uh, like uh, Dr. Harishankar uh, said, we can discuss that in uh, future platforms, like it, their connections to the chakras, the nadis, and all those things, what Harishankar uh, sir was mentioning, that will be yet another uh, interesting session. So we will see if those discussions uh, come up in our way in future. So with that note, uh, thanks to Dr. Harishankar. Dr. Harishankar, uh, your final words uh, before we close. Thank you all. Uh, I hope that I, I was able to convey this topic in a clear and a soft manner so that uh, I hope that all of you have might have understood what this introduction or what Panchakosha is. Thank you. And I hope that I was able to answer the questions appropriately. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Harishankar. And uh, thanks to all our wonderful participants for uh, uh, being here like every time. So for your support, for your uh, involvement, for your interactions, beautiful questions, and uh, for your patient hearing and everything, uh, making our uh, Gurukula and Gurubhada sessions uh, a wonderful sessions to be there. Uh, big thanks, namaste, and lots of love from Easy Ayurveda. Namaste. Thank you, sir.